This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, as sports have returned from the coronavirus, we're also at a time where athletes are also trying to address various social issues. And what we are also seeing are partnerships forming between the athletes and their leagues, as well as sports business partners. It's an interesting dynamic at play right now. And with more on it, we turn to Ken Shropshire, Professor Emeritus here at the Wharton School and also Director of the Global Sport Institute at Arizona State University. Ken, great to talk to you again. Hope you're doing well. All's well. All's well surviving like everybody else. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I guess the, the biggest question is, what do you think has changed in the recent months that we are seeing corporations be so supportive of these athletes. And and I know there's been articles written going back in time of thinking about, uh, you know, going back to the 68 Mexico Olympics and and, and Tommy Smith and, and the support or actually the aggravation, I guess, they received after raising their hand in the air uh, at the Olympics in Mexico. I, I think two things. I mean, I have a, a chance to speak with a lot of the, the corporate leaders on the non-sports side, trying to figure this out. And I think the, the two big things are, first, the statements that many companies released after the George Floyd murder. I, I, I think many companies look back and they weren't satisfied with what they had to say. Essentially, we are good people and we will do the right thing. So many are trying to get ahead of the curve and, and do the right thing, be in the midst of doing the right thing so that uh, in, in some sense, there won't be a need to to issue a statement about what they're up to. So one way to do that is to visibly engage with the athletes that visibly engage with the leagues to visibly engage in social justice programs and and let the actions speak for themselves. So so I think that that's a lot of what's going on. And, you know, and we've all had time to kind of meditate, as we alluded to during the pandemic. In terms of the owners of these teams, I almost feel like we're we're starting to see a new breed of owners coming in and and. and not all the way around sports, but obviously ones that are most more socially aware and supportive of these types of pursuits. Thinking in part here in Philadelphia, Eagles owner Jeff Lurie, Sixers uh, part owner and Fanatics CEO Michael Rubin. These are, are, are gentlemen that are very aware and very socially conscious on a lot of these topics. Now, I think that's right. And, and I think uh, you, you kind of picked two good examples. I mean, Lurie is, is kind of a tweener. He's not quite the full old card of the NFL and he brings kind of a, you know, California, Massachusetts uh, liberalism to, to thinking about these issues where Ruben is more in the genre of the, the new money, the, the you know, private equity kind of crew that, that really is in touch. And, and then Ruben is, is, is kind of stepped even further in the kinds of activities that he's been involved in. So, so you're right. And you can even look at it by league. I mean, it's more so in the NBA are, are there this, this kind of next generation of owners than in say the NFL or major league baseball. So do the companies in part want to support these initiatives because they're important to the athletes, but in many cases, they're, they, these are athletes that they have business relationships anyway with? Combination, and I think the reality that some companies are facing is that athletes have a choice to, to do business with different entities, and many of them are starting to realize the power they can assert is, well, I don't want to do business with you because you know, you're, you're down with Trump and Trump is not, is not uh, on the right side of these issues. Right. So, so there's a lot of that kind of determination that's being made uh, that that's driving uh, leadership at these companies and teams to, 
to reevaluate where they stand, or you know, frankly, in this world of, of being anti-racist, to be overt about where they stand. How has what occurred to Colin Kaepernick maybe changed this a little bit, or at least started to go uh, to take us down a different path? Yeah, I mean, quite quite the evolution. Four years ago, he's he's, he's kneeling. A couple couple nights ago, four years ago, he's he's, he's kneeling for the first time. Uh, there, there's this outrage of the association with the flag and kind of the, the co-opting of what his message really was. And then you you evolve to this point where you have the commissioner of NFL saying, you know, we should have listened. So so I think that, that in some ways says it. I mean, it, the idea that there is this reality that Kaepernick was reflecting on, that the sports leagues did not choose to reflect on with him, and, and in fact, as I said, it just, just had the message completely distorted into something that it wasn't. So, so it, it was, you know, it, it, it's sad for him and his career, uh, and, and the fact that he did not have the chance to get back out there and play. Uh, but you know, he can look back uh, with some pride to say, uh, I was a, a big trigger in this, in, in a longer stream of of the heritage of guys that that uh, and, and women who have have pushed on these issues. So does that kind of play out what you mentioned about how NBA owners seemingly are, are, are very much behind this, that maybe up until now, uh, NFL owners maybe have not been as, as supportive a, 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 around these issues. Well, you know what, if you're a, a smart, rich guy, it's hard to say you were wrong. I mean, you know, I think <laughs> right. I think we, we've we've uh, either from afar or close up have have come to realize that, and and the best leaders have found, you know what, it, it's good to good to say you're wrong as soon as you determine it and, and move rapidly to try to make things right, and we're seeing uh, the NFL again a lot of old school guys acting in the old school kind of way. You know, I'm right, and I'm I'm just going to stay in this position even though it seems that I'm, it's, it's wrong around the world. So, so, so we got a chance to see that. And the NBA, on the other hand, you know, frankly saw what was happening in the NFL, had a chance to, to formulate some version of plans, yeah. and they have a very different relationship with their players and, and, and a very different leader. LeBron James was really at the forefront. Well, like in branding, it's obviously important for a lot of these companies uh, that are tied to the athletes and, and, and talking about – uh, these issues to be genuine in these cases, as, as you kind of alluded to before, it's one thing to say it early on, but you have to follow through with it and show that you you truly believe in this. Yeah, I've had more conversations again in and out of sports with with entities and individuals. What can I do? And, and the idea of how to how to how to express that genuineness without just saying uh, you know Black Lives Matter. I mean, you know, the the idea of of grasping the slogan and, and asserting it and putting it on uh, floors and fields is, is certainly a positive step, but okay, you know, w- what are you doing? And this is certainly what some of the NBA players were saying as they went into the bubble, you know, should we really go on the bubble and distract yeah. from this message and wear t-shirts and, and have logos on the floor? Ken, great to talk to you as always. Thank you very much uh, for your insight and uh, look forward to seeing you at some point on campus. Yeah, yeah, or, or in your backyard, one or the other. It's, <laughs> hey, uh, Ken, if you're in Philly, you're more than welcome to come out to my house every day. You know where I'm going to be. All right, all right. Thanks, Ken.
All the best. Ken Shropshire, Professor Emeritus here at the Warren School. If people don't know, I, I post a video on Twitter every day talking about what the show is. And invariably, I'm shooting that video in my backyard. So Ken has obviously seen some of those and and uh, pointing that out. So he's, he's a lot of fun to talk to and obviously uh, a great resource for us. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.